My next guest is a veteran journalist who has worked for Netwerk, 24 Rapport, Die Burger and Beeld, excuse my Afrikaans in this, in a career spanning 30 years. She has a very special interest in royal news in particular and has covered several high-profile do's, including Will and Kate's wedding in 2011 and the late Queen Elizabeth's funeral last month. But her royal's obsession extends beyond the British crown, which is why Arlene Prinsler joins me now to chat about her new book, Charlene, In Search of a Princess. Welcome, Arlene. Thank you, Samantha. Oh, it's, it's such a pleasure to, to have you on the show to be chatting about this. Uh, Charlene is a homegrown princess. She's South mm-hmm. African. Uh, before we get stuck into... Why, besides her being South African and of special interest to us as a nation, why you wanted to write this book, I want to congratulate you because today is, in fact, the 4th of October. It's publication day for you, not so. Yes, the big day is here, finally. (laughs) That's amazing. It's no mean feat, especially when you have a day day job on the go and you've just flown in from the funeral. I mean, we were chatting about all of your travels. It's, I mean, that's that's really incredible. You're really into this this royal stuff. <laughs> yeah, my my friends in in London say they only see me for for weddings and funerals. Royal weddings and funerals. <laughs> royal <then>. weddings <laughs> and funerals. Yes. So, like I mentioned, Charlene, um, the Princess of Monaco. What what is her title? Her Royal Highness. Her. Uh, her Serene Highness. Her Serene Highness, Charlene, Princess of Monaco. Of course, she's homegrown. We love her. We know her as Charlene Woodstock, the South African yeah. Olymp- Olympian, Olympic swimmer. Um, what besides that, the South African interest, uh, made you delve into this content and why now? She was so much in the news last year when, when she got ill and she got stuck in South Africa. And I felt... Um, even as a journalist, I just felt that I've, some of the uh, criticism against her, I felt was really unbecoming. It was, especially in the, the Belgian and the German press, um, they really got nasty. Mm. And without giving too much away, um, I just felt, you know, she, she just deserved a, a chance to, to be heard. Um, so, and I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of this homegrown swimmer who actually swam her way into a prince's heart. Um, we, we all, we all like, we love the glamour surrounding fairy tales and stuff, but it's not all glamour. It's, it's a tough life. And she's had a wobble, but she's back on her feet again. And I wanted to bring that out in the book. To honour to honor that coming back yeah. moment yeah. after a fraught 2021, which we are going to get stuck into. So for anyone listening, stay tuned, because we're going to really get into the 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 nitty-gritty of what happened last year. As you say, Arlene, Charlene, in your book, you say, Charlene, uh, like Diana, has what you term a deadly mix of royalty and celebrity. Um, And like Charlize Theron, she grew up in Benoni, which is right around the corner from from me, and caught a prince's eye. What's not to love about this story, right? Except (laughs) it's it's not all rainbows, unicorns, and fairy tales. Mm. Also, this is an unauthorized biography, which is not uncommon in the world of publishing, but still, 
Uh, with that said, your fellow Jonathan Ball author, Jeremy Daniels, got a lot of flack about his unauthorized biography of our uh, Springbok rugby captain, Sia Khaleesi. Do you feel like you've got some heat coming for, for this unauthorized biography? Perhaps I'm a little bit naive. Um, it, it's not a it's not a hatchet job. That's not a type of person I am. Um, that was not my intention with the book. I did contact the palace. I did inform them I'm writing a book. I did contact her foundation. I spoke to her sister-in-law. Um, I tried to speak to her brother. That didn't go too well. I spoke to. I spoke to a few, a few people that's really in this very small select circle around her so they knew about the book. Um, her lawyer told me that he would inform her about the book and ask her, you know, if she was prepared to, to participate or if her family could participate. Um, I, I was only met by silence afterwards. So I felt that from my point of view, you know, I've really tried, I really tried to through the palace and her closest family that she knew about the book. Uh, I also contacted a lot of other of friends, really people who are still in that very small select crowd around her. They also knew, um, most of them said they don't want to, to be interviewed for the book, which I respected, which I respected. So um, no, if, if there's no, I don't, I don't expect any heat to come. You did manage to get, I it would appear from your writing that to, to speak with Chantal Whitstock, who is the CEO, current CEO of the Princess Charlene of Monaco Foundation. So you got her sister-in-law on the record. What what went wrong with her brothers? Um, Chantal, I spoke to Chantal, but I haven't included any of our conversations in the book, actually. Um, it was off the record when I when I spoke to her. Um, her brother just wasn't, her one brother wasn't prepared to talk to me at all. He said I, I had to work through his wife, Chantal. Um, so I had to work with what is in the public domain, which took a lot of, um, a lot of research because mm. not everything that you find on the internet is necessarily true. Um, so it's, people are going to say, but how do you know that's true? But you go to the original source of a story uh, because as every I don't think people know that, but, you know, somebody will, publication A will break a story and publication B, C, D and E will take some of publications A info and put a little bit into it and embroider a bit on it. And by the time you get to publication H, publications A story has disappeared in publication H. So I did a lot of research um, um, and I also looked for a lot of interview, any interview I could find where either Charlene spoke in, in person to a journalist or Prince Albert spoke in person to, to journalists. And I actually got a few things on, on YouTube videos. And I also spoke to a lot of journalists who had interviewed her and for like an hour or two hours at a stretch, you know, or spent a day with her at least, who could give me a, an idea of the type of person she is. But... The, the, the little inner circle around her is extremely tight, but I got interviews with people who had known her when she was a swimmer and who still has contact with her, who, was, who, were, who were prepared to, not really, but, but give me insight into what type of person she is. So the story and, and the type of person she is we're going to get to, it's been mired in, in con controversy 
And, and yet your preface is titled, I Believe in Fairy Tales. I'm not sure I do, if I'm honest. I'm not a Royals follower. I mean, all the big news, oh. I, you know, very broadly I follow. I, um, and I think that's where it really ends. Um, but especially after reading your book, I'm more worried about Charlene, the South African, the mom, not not Charlene, the, the uh, you know the principality of Monaco's princess. Mm. As a fellow South African, something is wrong here, Arlene. Something is is off, and I don't want to be one of those members of the press who give her heat. I feel like I'm I'm coming into this concerned and. I'm not sure. How do you feel? What was your, after doing all of your research, coming to sort of say the middle of this year, I think you last mentioned May 2022. What mm. what do you make of her, how she's feeling at this point? I think the fact that she is South African, I, I think we, South Africans are very resilient. Um, and I think her training as a swimmer, this is what's going to pull her through. Um, what I do like is that she hasn't gone back to Monaco um, after spending time in the clinic. She hasn't gone back like in full, you know, full bang into her royal duties. She is pacing herself. And for me, that is the most important because that says to me she is spending time with her husband and her children. And most importantly, having that me time. Mm. That's important Um for especially somebody that lives in the public eye like she does. She's got that, she's got something different for, for me. And it's not because she's South African. Um, she's got that mix. She's got that special something that, that Diana had. Um, she's, she's, a gla she's a glamour girl, but she's also a woman and she's also a princess. Mm. Um, and I don't think she got enough downtime to really between all their duties. And she's got twins. Mm. Um, yeah, she's got helpers and she's got child minors and stuff, but it's still her children. Mm. So something seriously went wrong last year, and it seems to me she's she's back on, she's she's back getting getting healthy again. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Let's okay. let's let's go back to sort of where it all started. The introduction, your introduction was very interesting to me. You took a first person narrative approach. The only time you do so in the book, as far as I recall, and um, in an attempt to what? Explain the tears on her wedding day? What made you take the first person narrative approach? That's right. Um, the whole thing that the few tears that she had at the wedding became front page news worldwide. You know, the, the tearful bride, you know, the unhappy bride. I thought it was a very unfair tag because... If you look at the whole wedding again, and I rewatched the, the whole video like in six, seven times, it's a few minutes in a whole day that she was, she had to perform. She had to be this perfect princess. And I felt, gosh, you know, how unfair that she got emotional. Which bride doesn't get emotional on their wedding day? Um, bridegrooms cry when they see their bride coming up the aisle and it's, it's fine. But because it was Charlene and because there was all these rumors going around just before the wedding, I just thought I wanted to show that what I thought was humanity. She, she's very re religious. She tried to be perfect. Her emotions got the better of her. 
so what? She's a human being. That's what makes her so mm. fantastic. She's human. She's not this ice princess. Is there no credibility to any of the rumors of the um, times that she, quote unquote, tried to run away? Um, you do mention, you, you cite a plenty of, of, of sources. And one in particular that caught my eye was a controversy around a French, a reputable French publication who wrote something and refused to take it down, even though um, the prince's lawyers had gotten involved at that point. Um, what, you know, was there any truth to to any of the controversy or is, is it something that we simply cannot confirm at this point? I don't think we will be ever be able to confirm it. What was interesting to me was when, when I was undoing the research and unpacking everything was to see, you know, A, A writes something and then B follows up and then C follows up. What was interesting is that the the publication who, who first published this runaway bride thing never did a retraction. They actually just put the the palace's refutal of of the rumors on on top of the story. It, it's still it's still on their website. Um, but and it's it's like a French journalist also said, you know, it's not like a prince can say, no, you know. <laughs> My fans, I didn't try to run away before the wedding. It's so unbecoming. I think it was, um, Monaco isn't just all glitz and glamour. There's, because Albert is the is the ruler of a principality, he's like a CEO. And I think he's probably made decisions that not everybody has been happy with. And perhaps those rumors started from somebody there who tried to get to the prince and used Charlene as a pawn. Mm. I don't know. So you would hazard a guess that it's vindictive i think it's vindictive um if you look at if you look at most of the the high-flying royals these days the stories that usually come out it's usually a disgruntled employee or that you know a, a story is planted and it gets wings and then people believe it they actually believe that it's the truth somewhere there must be truth in all these rumors surrounding charlene and Aubert. Um, but it can be a misunderstanding, you know, you don't know. I just think she had a very, very tough time adjusting in, in Monaco. Um, I've just, you know, I'm also a big Princess Diana fan. I've just read somewhere that she was married about 10 years when she said she truly only understood royal life after being married to Charles for, for 10 years. It was seven or eight or something, but it was a ridiculous, I just thought after, it was more than five years and I thought, shoot, it, it it really took you that long mm. and then it gets, gives you the context of, you know, why Meghan and, and Harry decided to up and leave for America and why some stick around like Catherine does and why Charlene had this health battle. Princess Grace like, also also had something yes. to say at the 10-year mark. You mentioned it in the book, so I'm going to leave it to yeah. you. What does she say at the 10-year mark? When Prince Rainier asked her what she wanted for a 10-year gift for the anniversary she said to him a year off just to get away from all the correspondence and duties and people really think that princes and princesses have nothing to do that they just go and shake hands once in a while and you know drive a horse around or something and it's there's a lot of admin involved mm -hmm. even if they have ladies in waiting that that answer letters and stuff but that was interesting that grace said that you know i want a year off so Look, um, Arlene, I'm not going to lie. I'm a mom of two. I'm not a princess. 
but I went a year off, so I can just <laughs> I can just imagine. I can really I I commiserate so much. I think that's why I have this sort of deep seated concern for Charlene is because I I can the pain her pain her evident pain or surface level pain yeah. um, feels very real to me, and and that's where think- my concern with that lies. You know. I actually hope that um, in, in a world where, you know, they see it's such a stigma attached to, to mental health. If, if you come out and say, I've got mental health problems, and it's something that Prince Harry has battled with, and even Prince William and, and, and Catherine is trying to, you know, break that stigma. But if Charlene will come, if she comes out and says, you know, I had like a, I had, as you all know, I had health issues and I had like a, a breakdown. The press is going to go ballistic over that. And it would have been actually great for me if she would give us like an inkling of what, what, what was really wrong with her to, to help break stigmas. But, you know, I'm also just, it, it's my guesswork. Because as a mom of two, yes, you would like a break, but you're not going to stay away from your kids for eight months. I, no. I think that must have broken her heart to, to be away from her twins. I agree. Even if I came and visited her, it must have been terrible. I agree. I and I I am on board with you. I want to know and not out of curiosity and not out of I'm not a royals follower. So not not because I'm after the juice, because I want that Ed. Let's talk about this because she's not the only one. So we you end your introduction first person narrative with such a sad notion for me i I don't know if that was intentional i'm going to quote you here Mm -hmm. may this be a new beginning for me too she's just said her i do's she's put she almost puts prince albert's ring on the wrong hand Mm -hmm. um a lot of faux pas happened she'd been crying which was taken up you know very wrongly um, and you write, on her behalf, may this day be a new beginning for me too. I'm now not only African, but is it Monegasque? Is that the right yeah. way to say it? Monegasque? I still can't believe it. This is our new life. I've left Mademoiselle Whitstock behind. I know our love is strong, but will it be enough? Mm. Number one, I've left Mademoiselle Whitstock behind. Identity is such a big thing for a woman. Um and then a married woman, and then a woman who becomes a mom, and she's left that person behind. That's hard. And then will their love be enough? I think we've seen from other royal stories that it's not enough. There's so much more, as you've said, there's so much more to being a royal. It's not an easy life. I have my doubts as to whether it's necessary or not, but let me not take people's royal's joy away from them. (laughs) Um, it's It's sad for me. Was it meant to be sad? That moment? Yes. I, I wanted it I wanted it to be like that because um I've never been married, but I've I've spoken to a lot of my friends and they, they all said to me, you know, you, you are actually petrified the day that you get married because you don't know you think it's your love is strong enough, but but will it last? Mm. Um and even though she looked she looked for me she was an absolute serene bride. She was beautiful, absolutely and so graceful. But she must have felt that that fear inside her of, am I good enough? You know, am I perfect enough? Or I've made a mistake. You know, I nearly put the ring on the wrong, and now I've cried. And yeah, I wanted to bring that a little bit in. So that introduction is pretty speculative. 
you've taken mm. some creative license. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Only in that in that chapter, I must say, mm. for the for the readers, um, it's only that chapter. Otherwise, you draw on on the rest of your sources. You bring in body body language experts and the lip readers that that are used commonly to scrutinize the royals. Do you what do you make of that of them? Do you think that there's any credibility in in you know hyper scrutinizing celebrities like that? I wanted to bring that in because she had mentioned in an interview um, ask how how um, how she she has to be very conscious. When, when talking in public or when saying something to Albert that, that there are lip readers, that the palace warned her about that, just to show people how intense the media focus actually is. Um, the body language experts um, I, I got out of uh, the Daily Mail, one of the biggest British tabloids, which loves, they love using a body language expert. Um, I read it purely for to have a good laugh. So you don't think don't, that there's any credibility to that? It's um, if you are if you are permanently in the public eye, I'm sure you like an actor and actress. You 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 can, you can be trained how to behave in public. Um, even some somebody like that, Catherine Prince William's wife, is extremely shy, and she comes over as extremely confident. She's she's gotten used to the role. Mm. So um, yeah, I don't I don't put too much. Value on on a body on a yeah. Well, we're gonna language, we're, we're gonna we're gonna chat about the Daily Mail in a bit. It, but it looks like you had a lot of fun writing this book. So I'm curious to know if there are any parts that you struggled to to write, but parts that had you left them out would have left a gap in the story. So you were like, ugh, okay, this rumor I have to include, but let's get it out or or something of the sort. Was there something that you really didn't yes, particularly a- like? What I would have liked to, to have more in the book and about was about her swimming. Um, that's very difficult um, because, like a, 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 a main trainer, also refused to be interviewed interviewed for the book. Um, I really tried very, very, very hard. I tried for months. That's her Durban-based um, coach, right? So she started with yes. Dean Price in South Africa, who yes. was Joburg-based. Um, so then yeah. there was the yes. Durban-based coach. Remind Durban me of his based, name. Yeah. Graham Hill. Graham Hill, that's right. I, okay, so Graham didn't want to talk to me. I really tried, um, but I got some of the other people. I just wanted something more about her swimming, mm. um, because I think if if you look at it, if you go and Google her, it's like, in, yes, she got this record and that record, but there's nothing more about what it took to become a swimmer in that day and age. But luckily, I got a few people to talk to me, which was great. Um, There's there's one rumor that I didn't put in at all. Um, I can't even remember which publication had it. There's this famous thing that about a year before before she came to South Africa, somebody had lunch with them in in the palace, and she cried through the whole luncheon, and she didn't leave the table. And I thought, how absolutely ridiculous, you know. Which woman is going to sit at a table and cry through the whole meal. You're going to get up and leave if you get emotional. Mm. And I just thought, no, that's... But there's, there's a bit... Yeah, I just thought, no. It has no bearing. It didn't... No. Then there were no gaps in the story. That's why I'm asking. Because there must have been something that, you know, you you put in that you were like, I'm not sure, but it's going to leave a bit out of this narrative. 
So was there nothing no, else really that you were like, I don't believe this, but I'm going to put it in and I need to add the sources, yeah? Um, that's a difficult question, Samantha. There's, because I couldn't speak to her herself or, or her family. Um, I had to work from what is in the public domain. So the, 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 much of the info about her early the growing up years, I could luckily find in an interview she did 2018 with, with Rockport, which was, which was great. It's also stuff that hasn't been covered overseas. Um, they just always say, you know, grew up in Zimbabwe. But, and then you get people on blogs that say, is Rhodesia and Zimbabwe the same country? <laughs> but um, no, I think, I think I tried to get the, uh, a life, the, the, the story of a life from start, start to finish. And I think by the choice of my words, I would have said, you know, and, and I, I always say, you know, it, it was rumors or stuff. I, ne- I never state something as a fact mm. if I don't know it for sure. Mm. And especially stuff that's written in some of the tabloid um, tabloids in Britain, like the Daily Mail. You know, there's, it's like a needle in a haystack. There's, there's something, something in the story is true, but you don't really know exactly what it is. So, so I give, you know, I, I will say it comes out of the Daily Mail, but I probably wouldn't have used everything that they had written in the story. So while we're on the subject of the Daily Mail, um, there was a video, and you mentioned this, I did not know about it, the video with Mandy Weiner. Um, she's, she's an EWN reporter. She is 702's midday report host, a renowned South African journalist, and in July last year, she did a video interview with the princess who was in the bush recuperating from what the palace officially said was ear, nose and throat story, uh, surgery, ear, nose and throat surgery, kind of, um, yeah, not gone wrong, but she picked up an infection and um, passed out and she could not equalize and therefore could not fly. So I am sharing my screen now with you. Um, in the lead up to this to this interview or to the end of this interview, she's speaking with Charlene just about her recovery, about the yeah. the um, foundation's work with Rhino Awareness, and um, it seems like they're wrapping up the interview. And Charlene says thank you, and then Mandy adds that as a mom, she feels for Charlene. Um, being away from her kids for so long. And Charlene carries on speaking. So let's have a look and see what happens. Can you you pull it in, Ty? Brilliant. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Good luck with your healing journey and with the process. You know, as a mama, I really really feel for you. I can really relate to you. Yeah, very frustrating, eh? Oh, terribly frustrating. No, I've... It's, but it has to, I, I, I can't wait to get back to my, I can't wait to see my children. But anyway, but even if the record hasn't stopped, it's okay, Sean. Um, I think you should tell it would, you would edit everything out. Anyway, let's talk, let's talk about the, the way she looks in this. She, she was obviously ill. She admitted to being ill. I'm not going to no. scrutinize like, like the tabloids. She gets incredibly passionate about being in Africa. Yeah. being an African from Africa. Um, Mandy's almost surprised. I'm not sure why. Surprised that she still feels African. 
Of course she still feels African, Mandy. You know, she's she just married into the principality. She is now a princess. Um and then she says thank you. And uh it gets to a point where Mandy commiserates with her about being a mom and she starts I wouldn't say running her mouth off, but it appears that her people around her thought that she did. I don't think there's anything wrong to say that it's frustrating that you can't. What So what she says is, yes, it's, inc- it's incredibly frustrating. For close to seven months, she did not see her children. Yeah. And the situation is, is for a mother incredibly frustrating. There's no mother that I know that would do that willingly. And she just mentions that it's frustrating. And her brother, Sean, is in the background. And I know in the book you've said that her lawyer speaks on her behalf as well. Yeah. Um, Sean, Sean's lawyer. There's a group of, there's a posse of people around her because she is so open. It is her nature to just be grounded and down to earth. Yeah, and she's very spontaneous. And I think, yeah. What was wrong with that, do you think? Because then, then her brother interjects. And says, like, wrap it up, Charlene. Stop saying that. And she yeah. says, it's okay. I'm sure they'll edit it out. Edit it out and they don't. Which they don't. Yeah. Not, be, not At least not before the Daily Mail gets hold of it. And yes. starts a whole, you know, strew of, you know, rumors yeah. added to that. Yeah. So what was the problem there? I don't understand it. I wanted to put that in just to show that how caring that little, you know, little uh, brother and sister-in-law is about her because they know what can happen if she says something. It sounds normal to say that it's been frustrating being away from my children. But in her position, if she says something like that, the priests just go ballistic. Mm. Um, Do you know? It's, it's, it's like living, living in a different universe. The, the rules that apply to our mere mortals, you know, they don't apply to her because everything is being exaggerated. I'm go- I'm not here to start a conspiracy theory, so p- do not get me wrong, <laughs> anyone listening to this or reading this or viewing this. But let's let me play devil's advocate and put put on a different lens. Having a group of people around you silencing you, yeah. um, when you're saying something fairly innocent in an interview. Doesn't it smack a little bit of um, Britney Spears' conservatorship? She has these people, and those are the same people that um, held an intervention when she got back to Monaco late last year before she went to a mental health facility. Please don't get me wrong. I am, number one, an advocate for mental health awareness, Um I, I cannot say with any certainty that she is being controlled, but that's another thing that could be misconstrued there. For me, I wouldn't like it if even my loving family members were controlling the things that I said. Um, I wouldn't like it either, but that's, that's up to her. That, mm. That's up to her. I'm not going to, I'm not going to speculate here. Um, it is something that I try to, to highlight in the book is that the people's close the people closest to her are the people who actually yes are on guard or are always there when she does interviews to check that she doesn't overstep um i don't know if she, perhaps she feels more comfortable with with her family around her than than people from the palace so yeah 
There's just a lot of speculation. Don't you wish? Yeah. Don't you wish that everyone could come out of the cloak and dagger and just speak about what's what's really going on? It would be nice, but then you know, the moment when 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 you know what's really going on, there's no mystery mystery surrounding it. It's it's six of six of you know, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. It's a, it's a difficult thing. Yeah. I just think what I've when I've spoken to a few people who have done interviews with her is she's extremely open, really, really extremely open. And the few things that they that they say, you know, please don't write about this or don't quote her about this. It's it's understandable stuff. It was more, yeah, I'm not going to because then I'm also going to break confidences. But it's not. But like this, saying that you were terribly frustrated not seeing your children. It's a normal mum thing to say. Of course, you made you me love her more. Yeah, actually. yeah. I, I really admire. I really admire. So let's let's talk more about her character, because for me, not to say she's she's two faced or she has on masks or anything. I I don't. It doesn't sound like her, or the people of Monaco, or a faction of of some of the people in Monaco, um, think very highly of her, which I take offence to, um, as a South African and as someone who resonates with this woman and this mom. But to me, it seems like there are two Charlene's that have been put forward here, a grounded, confident, sporty, determined woman um, who can get through anything. She's shown her grit through her swimming, her dedication to swimming and to much else. Um, And she doesn't mince her words, as you've termed it. But then there's the more shy, demure, anxious, anxiety-ridden woman. So maybe we call it swimmer Charlene and... Princess Charlene, it doesn't seem like she's enjoyed this stint as princess, even as a mom. I think I think she has enjoyed it. Um, I think she's gotten to she's she's she started making inroads into what a princess her her image of a princess of Monaco is going to be. Um, she's not going to be a princess Grace. She never wanted to be a princess Grace. She's also not going to be a, a princess Caroline. She just wants to be Charlene. Mm. And I think it will be interesting to see in the next, say, next five years, how her role is going to develop. I think she's, she got, yes, they went out for a very long time before they got engaged. They got married. It was waited three years before that. The children, her life is very busy. If you just look at Prince Albert's official um, social social media feed, that guy does about, three engagements per day. And normally she was always with him. She is not currently doing that, which for me is fantastic, which means she is really looking after her health. And you can see in in the latest pictures of her, the the light has come back into her eyes, which for me is fantastic. Mm. And I think she's going to redevelop that role of what a princess of Monaco is but in conjunction with being a wife and being the mother of of two of, of twins and um, just i think we just need to give her a little bit more time and give her this space give her that space well look she is looking fabulous i love a woman who's daring about her hair yeah <laughs> she's she's gone balls to the wall doesn't matter what people think she went for um sort I of think that shaved hair, look <laughs> it's a statement right but it's the only thing that she's got to say over. Mm. Um, really, it's it's her it's her way of showing what's going on. 
Her fashion um, choices, um, going oh, yeah. platinum. She's looking. She is looking healthier than in that yeah. video with Mandy Weiner. I'll give her that, and I'll give her her privacy as well. I'd like it if we could talk more about her mental health. If we could all be honest about that, I think it would do. As someone who advocates for, um, you know, the downtrodden in this world, I think it would do the world a lot of good if she did. But that's not to add perhaps, more, pres- more pressure to no, the poor princess. No, but perhaps she's waiting to get to a place where she's where she in can. a better frame of mind and where she can. And she will surprise us all. Hopefully. Won't that be great? So I wanted to ask you, I've got about the, the foundation. It's, it's a Learn to Swim foundation. And yet she's focused, they focused a lot last year on planting trees. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that that's not a worthwhile, you know, enterprise or cause. And then the rhinos, you know, saving the rhinos and and they went into that. I'm a little bit confused as to what the foundation is really doing. You've spoken to Chantal. What's what's the skinny there? Um, The thing is with with, um, Charlene and Alba, they're both um, very committed to to conservation. So that's where the rhinos come in. And obviously planting trees, it's like Queen Elizabeth the Green Canopy. Um, you plant trees for the environment and, you know, for, for global warming, against global warming and stuff. But uh, the, the thing that's, that's her passion is teaching children how to swim and not to drown. And I know she, the foundation is also in partnership with the national sea what do you call it um nsri in south africa sea rescue institute yes yeah the sea rescue institute so they she's really she's made a huge change there she's really made a huge and that's the other thing i felt bad about in the book because i actually wanted to dedicate a whole chapter just to the foundation but due to no official you know getting nothing i left that out i'm just going to put it out there arlene that's that confuses me as a journalist, as someone who there, and uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, there was a rugby player whose child tra- tragically passed away last year from, yeah. um, he was two. And the foundation didn't have much to say. As a parenting journalist, I followed up with them and it was difficult to get hold of them. So as a F- South Africa-based foundation dedicated to learn to swim and championing all these other causes, it makes no sense to me that they wouldn't want to talk to you on record. And it makes no sense to me that I struggled to get hold of them as a journalist during that time. And I hope that things do change. Perhaps they are in flux as a foundation, and hopefully it's that. But I'm just going to maybe leave that out there, that it's strange for me. It's just the, the behavior around the foundation at this point is a little bit strange. I think it's perhaps, um, I, I said to myself, you know, don't, don't feel like a failure because I don't want to talk to you because the press has been so harsh with her. Um, but on the other hand, you're right, you know, the foundation has a big role to play in South Africa, but perhaps due to her, be, her being ill, mm-hmm. because I, I, what I could gather was she's very hands-on with the foundation too. So perhaps, you know, the foundation will come back with a bang. <laughs> I, hope so. I, I hope so. I hope so. So if the, anyone from the foundation is listening, here are two journalists who have high hopes for what you are able to achieve based on what you've already been able to achieve. Yeah. Um, 
last question for you, Arlene, and that's about the Grimaldi curse. Mentioned sort of throughout the book, you go into detail. It's something that you that you kind of latch onto. It's a thread throughout the book. I didn't know about it at all. So what's the premise here? What is the Grimaldi curse? And then you highlight media attention and the way the media has handled this family as the actual curse. So what, what is it? What's the premise of the, the curse? In the 14th century, um, one of Albert's forefathers apparently took a girl against a wall. It's, some stories say it was a Flemish young woman. Another one says it was a witch. <laughs> And uh, she didn't like his romantic advances and she cursed him and she cursed all Grimaldi's, all their marriages to be unhappy. So obviously, even in this modern day and age, it's something that the media just loves, you know, and when all the rumors and stuff started, I mean, what do you want? It's there's a big age difference between them. She's young and beautiful. She was an Olympic swimmer. You've got this curse that comes, you know, from the 14th century and stuff. So. It's just a lovely, lovely thing in the mix. And I just thought for me in the modern day and age, the curse isn't that witch on the on the stake. It's um, the media that just goes all out for. I want to say two things on that. And that's that you and I are also the media. You know, so which media are we focusing on here? Let's focus on the media who have the public's best interests at heart, right? Um, so that that saying one, whenever anybody says, oh, the media, the media, I'm just like, hang on, I'm the media. I'm the media too, <laughs> as are you. And so is your book. Yes. Your book is part of the media, number one. Number two, Prince Albert didn't do himself any favors with his reputation as the playboy prince. No. <laughs> Let's admit that. With three illegitimate, is it three? Is it confirmed three illegitimate children? Which, you know, no yeah. judges, guy. You do what you need to do. It's... We all have our things. <laughs> it's it's royals, followers, and protocol and etiquette that has decided that this is so bad. You know, this is so terrible. So yeah, all I'm saying is, he did, right? He hasn't. He didn't do himself or his princess any favors with his behavior as a playboy prince, right? <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. He, he hasn't, and it's it. He was actually the one who said, you know, he pities the one who's going to marry him one day because he, he thinks the woman is going to have a hard time. And he was right. He was. He was right. And that's all. But also, if you look, and I hope that comes out in the book, is that he tried to, to keep her illness private because he knows that everything in their lives are poured over. But, um, yeah, I'm just glad that it's going to sound funny perhaps but I'm, I'm glad that she got ill in South Africa where people remember her as Charlene Woodstock and gave her that pri that privacy that you know nobody in none of the hospital if she was in a hospital here even at the ER where she was treated when she collapsed nobody was prepared to you know for a few thousand rand to sneak a picture or say something to something or to a tabloid journalist for me that is Mm. I think mm. I think the country took care of her last year. Well done, South Africa. We did good, I think. We, I think we do. I think we treat people with kindness more so than I got angry reading your book, um, just based on the way she's been treated. I, it's yes. definitely not fair. I'm, as I say, I'm not a royals apologist. I'm not a follower. I. And there is no amount of glamour or pomp or tradition or ceremony that will convince me that hierarchies like this 
aren't damaging. I know there's plenty the world over. I know principalities and kingdoms, etc. are still a reality. No amount of any of that glamour can, can convince me that I would sign up for what Charlene has signed up for. Um, yeah, so I think we'll end off with, do you, you think she's okay? Do you think she's okay? You mentioned that it looks like she will get past this and five, in five years, you know, that, that remains to be seen. I really, I, I think she is okay. I think she's on the way to heal. Um, and the one thing that I really, just, it's for me, it's, it's wonderful to see that she's not, she's not doing an engagement every day. She's mm. facing herself. And for me, that is the best thing. And I hope that teaches us all a lesson um, in this crazy life that we live. You know, we've, we've got a war in the Ukraine and we've got rising living costs and we've got load shedding and, Water outages. <laughs> yes, water outages is just give yourself also time to heal mm. because the world is so damaging around us that we need time to heal. Yeah, yeah. Aline Prinsler, I think your book is worth reading, whether you enjoy um, Royal's content or whether you just enjoy reading about a South African who has made us proud. Um and yeah, we will be in touch in years to come. Hopefully more happens and you have more to write about. Thank you for joining me so on Current Read.